This is StoryQuest. Brand new stories you'll want to hear again and again. Hello, my name's Dan, and this week's story quest is The Whistling Caretaker. Schools are funny places. Not laugh out loud funny, more that they are a bit strange at times. We spend more time in schools than we do taking part in our hobbies or visiting relatives. We have to get on with a completely random group of kids the same age as we are, and you all have to wear exactly the same clothes if your school has a uniform. Okay, not the exact same set of clothes, but you all have to dress the same in a way that most adults don't. Unless they work in a shop like a supermarket, I suppose. Anyway, whether we like it or not, we are stuck with school until we're 16 or 18, and so you have to make the best of it, even if it's difficult. And school was certainly difficult for the person in our story today. Stephen had started at the school a year earlier. He came from another country where there was a war, and because it wasn't safe for his family to stay there, they'd moved to this country to start a new life. Now... As you can imagine, this is a very hard thing to do, and starting at a new school was part of this big change. It was made more difficult because Stephen didn't speak very much English, although he had special lessons to help him learn. His classmates were nice, but he missed his old friends and so he preferred to sit by himself. It was on one of these occasions, when he was sitting on a beach, sneakily looking at his mobile phone, that he heard a cheery whistle and turned to see what seemed to be a caretaker sweeping around the bins. He'd not seen this man before. The usual caretaker was a stern woman called Mrs Evans, who liked children slightly less than she liked litter on the ground or footballs on the changing room roof. This person was a very old man with a bushy moustache and a shiny bald head. He seemed to be wearing quite smart trousers and lace-up shoes with a brown cotton coat over the top, presumably to keep the dirt off. He spotted Stephen and raised a hand. Uh, Stephen, isn't it? I, I remember you arrived last year. Is that right? Stephen nodded. He was amazed the caretaker knew his name. After all, there were over a thousand children at the school and he wasn't exactly the kind of kid to be noticed. Penny for your thoughts. He said. Stephen looked confused. The caretaker laughed. <laughs> Sorry, that's a big ask, isn't it, a language-wise? Then he did something amazing. He cleared his throat, squinted thoughtfully, as if trying to remember something, and then started to speak to Stephen in his own language. Stephen was so surprised he nearly fell off the bench. <clears throat> Uh, maybe a little rusty, he said, but I speak a little in your tongue. But you'll have to excuse my mistakes, as it's been over 50 years. Stephen beamed. It was such a relief to be able to talk freely, and he said it was fine. Look, said the old man, I'm about to take my break. Would you like to join me for a cup of tea? You can help me brush up on my pronunciation. Stephen thought it might not be polite to say no, and he liked tea, so he shrugged and followed the old man into a room near the kitchens. It was warm and cosy, with a kettle and a tin that looked like it might hold biscuits. A couple of tatty but comfortable-looking chairs were parked next to a table with copies of Caravanning Weekly and Gardener's World. Oh, go on, sit yourself down. I'll get a brew going. He potted making the tea and popped open the tin to reveal that yes, indeed, there were biscuits within. 
They settled down in the chairs and the caretaker began to speak. I was an evacuee myself, he said. It was uh, the Second World War, 1944 it was, that when I came to England with my family, because it wasn't safe to stay in our own country, which wasn't so far from yours. And I wasn't so much older than you. I remember how scared I was. The funny thing was, it wasn't actually much safer in London. But the only thing we had to fear were the bombs, not the soldiers. Did uh, you get used to it? Asked Stephen. The caretaker laughed and spread his arms wide. But I'm still here, aren't I? Even if after the war we could have gone home as a family, we didn't want to, although of course many did. Uh, We had a new home, new friends, and I've had a great life. Married to a Cornish girl, Gwen. And we have four fine sons. I'm losing track of the amount of grandchildren, and I have a feeling there's even a great-grandchild in the family now. My memory is not what it was. Stephen smiled to see the old man so full of pride, it seemed to radiate out of him like sunlight. Any time you want, you come here and have a cup of tea with me. I know what it's like when you're on your own. And just remember, sometimes things don't in fact go from bad to worse. Life can be surprising. Stephen thanked the caretaker, and then the bell went, and it was time for double maths. He quite liked maths. Numbers were a language everyone could understand after all. He went to see the caretaker many times over the weeks that followed. He looked forward to hearing the cheery whistle and the steaming cups of tea and biscuits, and the old man would make Stephen laugh with tales from his past. He told the story of how he used to holiday in Kent and pick hops, and how he thought his brother was stealing from his basketful, but it turned out to be a sneaky squirrel. Then there was the time his terrifying swimming teacher had dived into the pool only to lose their trunks on the way. How the class had laughed then. And the old pet dog his family had, who they taught to dance on its back legs. He would laugh and slap his knee and made Stephen laugh too. One day the caretaker seemed a little sad. He didn't seem to have any funny stories to tell on this occasion and seemed preoccupied as he sipped from his china cup. Is something the matter? asked Stephen. It's just that it's time for me to go soon. I've finished my work here, you see. Stephen felt a stab of disappointment. He couldn't imagine not seeing the caretaker anymore. I'll miss you. You've been so kind. When are you leaving? Soon, very soon, the caretaker said. But ah, you'll be grand. If you liked my stories, just think of your adventures to come. When the bell rang, Stephen shook the old man's hand firmly and thanked him one last time. Ah, I shall miss this place for sure, said the caretaker. But still, who knows what comes next? After all, life can be surprising, said Stephen, finishing the sentence off, and they both laughed. Stephen thought about him a lot over the next few days and decided to talk to his form teacher. Miss, I was wondering if we could do something for the caretaker. Miss Tetherington looked up from her marking. What? Mrs Evans? Why? No, not Mrs Evans. The old man. The one who's leaving. Stephen suddenly realised he had no idea what the old man's name was. It had simply never come up in their conversations. Mrs Tetherington looked puzzled. An old man? Yes, Stephen replied. He wears a brown coat, and uh, he whistles a lot. He's got that storeroom by the kitchens. His form teacher went a very funny colour. She gulped. 
It um, sounds like you're talking about Mr. Laird. He was our old caretaker, right back from when I was a pupil at the school 20 years ago. He was an evacuee from Germany during the Second World War, and the stories he could tell, everyone loved him. Loved? But he's still here! Miss Tetherington shook her head sadly. But he isn't. He can't be. You see, Mr. Laird died two years ago. A chill ran down Stephen's back, but I saw him today. In a panic, he ran out of the room, tripping down the stairs to the caretaker's store. To his amazement, the chairs and the table and the kettle and the cups had disappeared, and in their place were nothing more than a pile of broken assembly chairs. He couldn't believe his eyes. It's just that it's time for me to go soon. I've finished my work here, you see. That's what the caretaker had said. And all of a sudden, Stephen realised what he had meant. Was he a ghost? He had seemed so real. And the cosy store cupboard. It was impossible to figure it all out. But true to his word, the caretaker had left. And Stephen never did see him again. He wondered if he had had some sort of hallucination or fallen asleep and dreamed the whole thing, but he realised that something of the old man remained with him. The feeling that things don't go from bad to worse. The hopefulness and the pride and the happiness of a life full of possibilities and lovely memories remain. He found it reassuring to remember those things on the difficult days. Truth be told, occasionally he went down to the old store hoping for a glimpse of the boiling kettle and the armchairs, but they were gone for good. And as for his teacher, Miss Tetherington wasn't an unkind sort of person, and she also believed that sometimes strange things do happen, so she didn't tell him off for trying to prank her or for telling fibs. After all, as the caretaker said, life can be surprising. I wonder what lovely surprises await Stephen. Let's hope there are lots of them, so he has some exciting stories to tell you. Thanks for coming on a story quest with us. If you like that story, make sure you're subscribed to the podcast so you never miss an episode. Um, it's got some amazingly pink and white flowers. The leaves look quite kind of, like, um, kind of furry, you know what I mean? It's a warm spring day in late March, and ever since the leaves have started to come out, Roby Joe has been wondering why some trees lose their leaves and some don't, and also, like, how the trees know when it's time to shed their leaves. To find out, join us on The Conversation's Curious Kids, wherever you get your podcasts.